Hello, LeeCast! I hope you're all doing well and being safe as it gets colder outside. I'm Gracie, and I'm your host for this week's podcast. We have four really awesome segments for you today. We will start off with mindful meditation. Then we have a student-led interview with, by Alyssa with a football player out south. Following that will be our famous Tarot Talks with Skylar, and an up last, but certainly not least, will be our mystery segment with Abraham. Wonder what we will learn about today. Let's waste no time and get started with our first segment, Mindful Meditation with Audrey. Hi, my name is Audrey, and I welcome you to Mindful Moments. For today, we will be continuing with meditation. We will be going on a breath count of four seconds in, four seconds of holding, and four seconds of breathing out. So, to start, Find a comfortable position and ideally a quiet space, and once you hear the music, you'll close your eyes. Next, you want to absolutely clear your mind, which sounds hard, but practice makes perfect. If you have a thought come up during the time, push it away and go back to focusing on your breath. Enjoy your moment!
And now, gently come back into reality. Breathe in and breathe out. And start to look around. It's okay if you didn't have a clear mind the whole session. Practice makes perfect. And as we keep going, you'll slowly start to just focus on the music. The benefits of doing this regularly include lower stress levels, reduces anxiety, reduces memory loss, and much more. See you next time. Wow, thank you, Audrey. I didn't realize how much I needed a moment to relax. Next up, we have a student-led interview with Alyssa, who's interviewing a football player at Park Hill South. Well, this is Alyssa Muller, and I am here with Merrick. Merrick, could you introduce yourself, please? Hi, I'm Merrick Leddington. I'm a student athlete at Park Hill South, and I am an avid video gamer. <laughs> How long have you been playing football? I've been playing football for three years now. Why are you into football? It's just something that I thought would be fun to do in my free time instead of spending all my time doing nothing and playing video games. <laughs> Um, what position do you play? I mainly play defensive tackle, but I usually go on the outside and play defensive end sometimes as well. Which do you prefer? I prefer to play inside. I, in my opinion, it's more fun. You get a lot more action in there. How do you make time for both football and school as a senior? I try to get most of my work done at school. I try not to be on my phone. Otherwise, if I do need to get work done, I usually spend my time after school or over the weekends if I have to. Here at LEAD, we have a teacher who is Mr. Fullerton. Now, Mr. Fullerton teaches American history, which is required for everyone to take. And Mr. Fullerton is actually the football coach at South. What was it like having him as a teacher? Coach Fullerton was definitely a very fun teacher. It felt more pressure to do better in his class since he was my coach and definitely got a little bit more picked on in that class because I was one of his athletes. Do you enjoy school here at LEAD and do you think your experience playing sports would be different if you did not go to LEAD? My experience at LEAD, I love it here. I think it's pretty fun. It's very different. The learning is very different. And for my experience, if I didn't go to LEAD, I feel like it would have been harder to get my work done because leads, I feel like, a lot easier. It's a lot more laid back, and it's a lot easier to get your work done at home and on your own time, while at, I believe, South, it's going to be harder because you don't get those chances. Is there anything else you'd like to tell me? Any funny stories? N nothing I should say uh, while recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your time. Thank you. Man, I wish I could throw a pigskin as well as he could. Hmm, that was really interesting. Next up, we have Tarot Talks with Skylar. Let's see what's up with that today. Hi, and welcome to Tarot Talks today. I am your humble arrow reader, Skylar Scott, and with me today is Josie Gooden. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. Are you actually? Yes. Okay. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I just had to ask, you know, just in yeah. case you weren't excited to be here. So I would never lie to you. Oh, I appreciate that. So, in the spirit of Halloween, which is today, we're going to be talking about romance and compatibility with your romantic relationships. Yep. Yep. That sounds sounds right. That's how Halloween works, right? Yeah. That's the whole theme of Halloween. How do you feel about tarot reading? Um. It seems really interesting to me, but I've never actually done it before. 
we are going to be doing a seven card spread today. So, um, yeah, let's dive right in. So essentially the spread we're doing today is we're going to be doing a seven card spread. The first two cards are going to be about the wants of the couple. So Josie's wants and then her partner's wants. The second pair of cards will be about differences and similarities between the two of them. And then the last three cards will be emotional compatibility, physical compatibility, and mental compatibility. So this is going to be a doozy, I feel like. Yeah, just exactly what we want. Yep. So now what we're going to have you do, cut the deck. In half or just anywhere? Anywhere. Anywhere that feels right to you. All right, now what I'm going to have you do, you're going to choose seven cards. We're going to just like put them right over here, and then you can put the cross formation, and I'll tell you which ones go where. Okay. All right. So let's get started. Yeah. Are you nervous? Always. Well, specifically <laughs> about this. Specifically about this. Not really. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. So flip this card over. This is your wants. All right, we have the six of wheels. So for six of wheels, we have your wants. And your wants are generosity. You want abundance, wealth, happiness, but also to give and to be kind to others, to enjoy your life and feel comfort and safety. So you want wealth from the relationship, not necessarily materially, but also emotionally. Yeah. This is really sweet. So your wants are very generous in this relationship, I'd say. All right, let's see your partner's wants. All right, so your partner's card comes up as the magician. So for the magician, it's very interesting. There's this feeling of like wanting control, but not necessarily of you, but more of like the body and mind of the person. Yeah. So they're looking for goal achievement, uh, control of their situations, great results. They clearly want something out of this that is higher and achieving. So if you have both have relationship goals that you're working towards, this could be stating that they are all in on those goals, that they yeah. are striving to meet them. So I'd say this is a very positive card for you. All right. This is the differences between the two of you. Okay. Which is the Hierophant. So the difference between you is okay. one of you likely holds more value on spiritual growth growth and education. Um, is there any sort of disconnect between your two's like individual views and perspectives on like education? She does want to go into like more of a sciencey field. That could that, easily be it. If that's it. Because mm -hmm. I want to go into a more creative field. Yeah. Like a difference in education and like belief and thought yeah. of what you want to be doing can be very powerful in the relationship. And it's just something to keep in mind. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just always good to keep in mind that there will be those differences. Yeah. All right, so now we are going to flip over the similarities card. Queen of Wheels. This is good. Oh. So for the Queen of Wheels, this is a very practical situation. You both have very organized and responsible outlooks on life. Very much strong stance on using common sense in a relationship and in your everyday needs. Mm -hmm. um, I think you both hold very strong senses of value in the terms of knowing what needs to be done, how to do it, how to approach it. You might be an out-of-the-box thinker, but there's also the element of like organization responsibility that you both hold this to be very important to you. Yeah. 
All right, so now we're gonna flip up your emotional compatibility. And with this, we get the Ace of Wheels. Another wheel. All right, so for this, um, your emotional compatibility, it's profitable and pleasurable. You both have great luck with your emotional compatibility. That's all I can say is that this is stability, success, and prosperity. Excellent. You both hold such good emotional compatibility <laughs> that I honestly am so happy for you. <laughs> I can't I even mean, describe the happiness <laughs> I'm feeling. Like, is it okay if I say your girlfriend's name on the podcast? Yeah. You and Sydney? <laughs> what the heck, man? Like, even if these two are, like, the worst, you still have all of this. A pretty strong <laughs> foundation. Yeah, you two have good stuff going for you. It's amazing. I'm actually so happy for you. <laughs> okay, so next we have physical compatibility. Okay, so this is a little bit more tentative. Okay. Physical compatibility can relate to that, but also just, like, uh, your attractiveness to one another. Yeah. Like, the aesthetic appeal. Mm-hmm. And... Whether or not it's lacking or not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just something to take into consideration. Yeah. So for this, it's not necessarily good or bad, but it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. You both hold deep love for each other, and that is very clear. Um, but there will be changes, um, possibly a difficult journey for both of you. But there's always hope and yeah. love in that physical compatibility. It's not necessarily always going to be perfect. I mean, people oftentimes, like, attraction changes. Yeah. Emotions towards one's aesthetic looks change. Mm -hmm. And that's not a bad thing. You just have to work towards making sure it's good. Yeah. Which, still, that's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. And we're long distance, so, like, (laughs) obviously that doesn't come up a lot. Yeah. Well, that, that, <laughs> that definitely affects it. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. If you're long distance, obviously it's going to be difficult to have a physical attraction to one another yeah. all the time and to even keep up that physical compatibility. I'm happy for you. <laughs> all right, so let's go to mental compatibility. Watch it be the devil. <laughs> okay, so Ace of Cups is... So Cups often is like... Uh, Fulfillment, wealth, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ace of Cups is actually pretty good. So for the Ace of Cups, your mental compatibility is completely sincere. You have utter happiness with your feelings to each other. And honestly, even if there are like incompatibilities in like your mental like states or in like the thoughts you have, yeah they will always come to fruition together. There is abundance in this relationship. There is abundance in this compatibility with one another. You can speak to one another without fearing any retribution. Even if you have arguments, there will always come to a conclusion of sincerity and joy. There is true happiness here. And all I can say is I'm so happy (laughs) for you. I'm really happy that you have a good relationship. If that's all, then... Thank you so much for listening to Tarot Talks, and thanks for the great reading. Yeah. (laughs) I wish you nothing but love and happiness. Thanks. And again, in the spirit of Halloween, let's talk about relationships. This has been Tarot Talks with (laughs) Skylar Scott and Josie Gooden. Have a great day, everyone, and have an even better Halloween, even though it's already passed. Bye.
I should really ask Skylar to read me next. That's so interesting. And last up, but definitely not least, is our mystery segment with Abraham. Today he's talking about how anime is made. Let's get right into that. Hello everyone, my name's Abraham, and I'll be doing a mystery segment on how anime is made. For starting from, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a story. Like how, like, I'm gonna start from the beginning all the way to the end. Uh, I've done some research, and this is just what I have done, and this is also something that I, I wanted to know about and I wanted to learn about. So I also just did this, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm actually shocked by all these facts that I came up, that I, I found out from searching up. Okay, I'm gonna start off. So, it doesn't start off as an anime. It first becomes manga, or something like a light novel. It's basically just a book. It's basically just tells, it just, it's just writing, and that's how most, sometimes, most um, anime start off. They start off like that, and then they get greenlit for uh, manga by some um, production company. They make into a manga, they draw manga, they make, uh, they draw the, uh, they draw the, the, uh, like, all, like, they draw, like, the, the panels and all that kind of stuff. They draw that, they also, like, write the script and everything. Like everything is done usually like sometimes it's it's solo sometimes they can have helpers it's all about that and sometimes they like and like when when they do like have these animes these mangas I'm sorry um released they're they're usually like weekly sometimes which may look not as good but if it is um if it isn't weekly it might be like monthly which is most likely like really good like it's really good and depending on how your manga does is if it might get a anime it might get a greenlit for an for, for it to get animated which the way japan sees it if the own like their only their main goal is the manga that's because that's what most people do like that's what most people buy is a manga most people don't watch the anime technically kind of outside from outs um outer seas so the the anime is actually like an advertisement. It's basically shown, hey, this is what uh this is what uh this manga is all about. Hey, come watch it. Uh, come read it. Buy the buy our uh, manga. Blah blah blah. Learn about this thing. That's literally what it's most mainly about. Obviously, for over here in America or maybe somewhere else, that's not the case. It's it's actually different. We all we all think that it goes light novel, manga, then anime. For them, anime is just to help out the manga to get more sales, to get more people to buy the manga. All right, after it's been greenlit, after the the anime has been greenlit, it's gonna go into uh, it's gonna go into some uh, animators, some producers. They're gonna plan things. It's called the pre-production. They're planning the original author might have to like direct some stuff something which I believe they do as well as uh, other people who are involved into the uh, animation uh, part this is just a pre-planning and they're just just uh, discussing what how things are gonna look what they're gonna do music they're gonna pick out or what like basically they're fleshing out everything to give it a feel on on when the anime gets uh, released and then they have the script and scenario. These are like the director, the storyboard. They have the people called the color designers. They they have the art directors, which is like background art where they just draw the background. They also have the um, character designers, like uh, they they the design the characters and how it's gonna be like because manga is actually in like black and white and we barely ever see what they look like in color so I believe the author has to figure out all that I'm pretty sure if you already he or she already has 
they just it's just so they, have, they just have to figure out the right colors so that it's always right depending on what lighting or wherever they are it will be right then there's just the mecha designer too as well and then we all we go into in production which is just layouts designers we have key animators anime direct animation directors which is basically in between and then we have in between frame supervisor because they like they draw the key animation which is like just a couple of things and then like there's in betweens like it's like from here to here they're probably gonna draw that and then draw that and then in between that maybe they're walk maybe they're like about to jump they'll probably jump they'll probably have the the part where it's anime where they're about to jump and then they'll also have the thing when they're already in the air and then probably falling down and then someone no, someone would have to uh, an, an, uh, animate and draw the the in between frames where they're actually moving and all that kind of stuff. And if you didn't know, anime is actually made in 24 frames per second. Most of them are made in 24 uh, frames per second. Some can even be made in 12 frames. It all depends on what the, what is happening in the show. All right. Another thing is a cleanup. They they clean up the things and they clean up whatever mistakes might have been done by some of the animators. Then we have special effects artists. It's basically all the all like the special like looks and all that kind of stuff. Basically, they get to do that. Like maybe like you have this flame or something in the in the anime, and like you know it's not the best animated like by hand. So they'll have these uh, effects uh, effect artists who are just really good. At that, it could even just be digital. Most of, honestly, even most, uh, most anime are made digitally because sometimes it's just easier to do it that way. And then we have the, these people who are like, uh, who come to the show and like they have their own styles, and like that's why you can like see like if you ever watch anime, you tell it, oh no, this guy, this guy animated this because he had they have their own style. I believe they're called the, uh, the key animators. Yeah, they're called the key animators, and they're the people who like if you ever like notice, oh whoa. This is different. Like I've never seen like because there's 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 art style and there's anime animation style, which is art style is just how it's drawn, how the characters look, eyes, all that. Animation style is just how they move, how the perspective looks, how all that. So th that's like that's how uh, animators how how key animators do things. All right, and then we have uh, digital painters, which like I said, is the colors like they do the colors, special effects. All that, and then painted frame supervisors, which just make sure things are in the right uh, or order. And then we have cinematography director, camera movement specialist, and then composite and editing. These people, um, they do the like they like they're the people who make sure that things like look cinematic, like like amazing. Like yeah, I know there's special effects, but these guys make sure it actually looks like a show. Like it doesn't just it's not just weird. It also goes with the plan and everything, and just making sure that everything is right. And then we have post production, which is just the recording director. This is basically just voice, voice, uh, voice acting, all that sound effects, all that gets added in here. Basically, if a character is walking, there's somebody who they're gonna hire to make sure that the walking sounds right, because you can't just have a doom, doom, doom if if the characters are super light, unless there's something weird about it, like they have to have the right, like maybe if they're like super duper light, they have to make it, they have to make it so that while they're walking on the ground, it sounds like they're very light. They gotta, they gotta do all of that. They gotta do, oh, how am I gonna make this sound? Because this sound is weird. Well, they have to figure out all that. 
how they have a whole entire like the department and that where they have all these materials and make it sound like something because they're not going to take the fresh audio from recording they're not going to take a fresh order from recording Obviously, since it's it's fictional they have to basically create everything from like their own all right and then we have music music you know depending on what music you put is how the feeling of the scene will be so if you have really good music that matches this that, that matches the scene well then you're gonna have a pretty good anime but if you have a weird you know, music that doesn't match the scene or something that's going on it's gonna feel weird it's gonna feel out of place and you need to fix that and then we have voice actors obviously you can't just have an anime without having actual voices they'll just be moving their mouths and nothing's gonna so they're gonna have to have people who are who fit, fit the voice who can do the job and uh, give the character justice and then we have dubbing, which is so like usually, usually you have a which again, when when anime gets animated and we get all the way to post production with the voice acting, it's most likely going to be in, um, it's going to be in Japanese, their original language. It's going to be released. It's going to be it's called subbed actually. That's how that's what it's called. And for those who don't understand Japanese, there's actually things there. There's subtitles. That's what it's called sub. You know, you have the, uh, you have it in English, you have text that are in English or some other language that you may uh, understand or enjoy, If as long as it's available there. Usually it's mainly in English, the sub. So when the Japanese version, like the v Japanese voice acting comes out, it's going to be in, um, in sub and you just have to read it. And honestly, if you've been reading, if you've been watching anime for a pretty long time, it's not a problem for you. You can easily... Uh, uh, read the subtitles and also still pay some attention to what's going to happen. But there are some disadvantages. If you're doing something somewhere, it's going to be hard to to uh, to like maybe do what you're doing as well as read the subs. So you got to make sure that you're 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 pretty free as long as unless maybe you understand Japanese and that's totally fine. Which that would actually be called raw with the subtitles. That's actually called sub. And then this is my favorite part. This is the dubbing. This is where they change where they change the original voice acting to uh, a different language, where they dub it like English. is li most likely going to be the second um, um, language it's going to be dubbed in. It's going to be voice acted for English, and basically you don't need subtitles unless you want it. Basically, they find English speakers who can who match the character as well, who can actually match. The voice actor for the Japanese, because most times they look for something like, okay, he can some he can do something that a Japanese voice actor do. Maybe there's this particular character, he sounds all energetic and he has this weird thing with his voice. You're gonna need to find a you're gonna need to find some voice actor that can do the same thing or do something similar, sounds the same in an English way, or usually can replicate that type of energy. So that's a uh, that's dub and it's uh it's is dub is very overlooked and it's never really much of a priority because most times it just is sub. There's so many animes out there that are just sub and they just stay sub forever. Nowadays, there are more animes that are getting dubbed instantly. This is a cool thing to to learn about and um, thank you for having me. Thank you, Abraham. That was so interesting. I didn't know a lot of that stuff. Well, that's the end of today's league podcast i really hope all of you guys have a great rest of your day and i hope you guys continue to stay warm while it continues to get cold outside see you next week uh.